Okay, uh, and we're live. Cool. So, what's happening? Um, I guess introduce yourself. Uh, he's my mentor. But oh, hey, Rob Mazak here. So um, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm a professional intuitive, if you will, psychic medium, and many other titles. Uh, do a lot of different things, and uh, really enjoy what I do. Um, the idea really is to. Uh, help people at whatever level they need to be helped or assisted with mental physical spiritual so all the modalities kind of fit in line with all that mm -hmm. and so it just depends on what the person is seeking or lacking therein lies the uh the the pathway right yeah it's just uh i guess really uh working through what uh is necessary for them to grow and learn from this type of things yeah because uh, uh um, people 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 feel stuck or get stuck or mm -hmm. can't don't feel like they can move forward for some reason and really figuring out what that how to get out of their own way yes exactly type of thing. what it is that's is keeping them standing still is that a physical problem is that a mental problem spiritual you get the point so it's just really in, pinpointing it right in your experience what do you think that is uh most time it's 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 it, it's usually the history of your life and what you've been through and okay. some of the things that become your perceptions which eventually become your beliefs which beliefs. become your reality yeah, on and on and on mm -hmm. so it just becomes an established norm, programming, norm programming norm for yeah. you right and so it's difficult to understand it without having somebody outside of you looking at it and everybody needs that I mean, even me right an outside perspective to to give context to someone because it's very easy to have someone to lay out what they're going through and then you go oh just do that but when it's yourself it's you can't you're too close to it exactly well we, we don't see ourselves the way other people do That's even true. me speaking right now i i have a certain sound because it resonates through my ears but when i listen back at it that don't sound like me <laughs> right so it, you know everybody has a, a different way of looking at themselves right? yeah we think we're good at something some people are like <laughs> Not so good, buddy. Right? So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, would, I would segue that by saying every every counselor should have a counselor. Every healer should have mm. a healer. On and on and on. Everybody should have somebody that they are accountable to. Even therapists need therapists. Correct. Yeah. I have, I've had a multitude of uh, counselors come to me for sessions, right? Not, not so much coaching or counseling, but, you know, hypnosis and, you know, mm. some of the... Outside... Um, Things they can't do themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I had one last week. Yeah, it was a it was an LPC, very interesting session. But yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think our purpose is here on Earth? Why do we come here? Well, it depends on how you look at it. But in my experience, it's really to a pathway of lives that you live in many places, many types of beings, mm -hmm. um, plants, animals, whatever, humans different reality you know, all kind of how do I put that different existences so you can learn as a soul to eventually learn what it's like to be everything and anything mm. and at some point re rejoin with the source of whatever you consider God to, or whatever right so we can uh, I think the universe and source and God uh, lives through us and needs us to do those certain unique um, experiences have experienced those unique experiences that only we can give to it so we can learn from that 
because as a human, right? Yeah, as a human. That came up today in the, in the hypnosis. Uh, it was. It turned out that this gal was sent here or to Earth. She's only been here a few times, but this Earth plane, simply to collect data and understand what it's like to be human, so we could bring them back to them as they call themselves, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, it's almost like at times they're inserting. Your your pathway is designed to go out and seek and, and gain every kind of. Uh, information that you can about every type of being and bring it eventually bring it back to whom created you so they can go oh yeah and look at, I, I don't know what he does with it, what they do with it but <laughs> I saw this TikTok today and it was saying that um, YouTube or not YouTube <laughs> sorry a school hold on earth is a school right and that these extra dimensional uh, entities uh, they don't have access to it. So they have to try to trick us and whatever to get information from us from here like that because it's a it's, Earth is like a library of information. It is and, and um, based on my experience over all the years with all the modalities. Yeah, it really has been uh, given that the Earth is one of the toughest uh, Schools in the cosmos or what we know about. Yeah, it's like almost the ghetto or something. Yeah, I saw a couple of memes on that. I think that's pretty funny. And, and some, 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 uh, some people, some uh, of the theologians and philosophers and metaphysicians will say that Earth is tucked away in a corner mm -hmm. because we're so damn dangerous, <laughs> and you know we don't want to bleed over into the. You know, <laughs> is that, well, what's out there? I mean, I've never experienced stuff like that, but like, well, if if you if you believe that what they're telling us is really out there. Mm -hmm. that there's this uh, almost infinite amount of space or maybe not infinite our universe is still expanding according to science yeah. uh, at like 75 kilometers per second which is really fast uh, who knows if it really is but if, if that's the case and there's billions and billions and billions of galaxies and stars and I mean an endless amount of possibility for other life and mm -hmm. and I think it's silly to think that we're the only ones. I really so. In my opinion, yeah. Saying that we just happen to come into being because some particular molecules or things were <laughs> there, just hanging out, is no different than saying I'm gonna put all these engine parts in a blender and turning it on just because they're there. It's gonna assemble itself. Yeah. No. I don't see it. I mean, we're so something silly. had. A Put the pieces together. I yeah, it could be God. It could be a, we could be in an artificial intelligence, and it's a computer program. But still, somebody put it together. Somebody put it together. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't. I don't think us common common men or people will ever really know what's what this reality is. I mean, I'm sure there's people that really know, mm -hmm. but if, without the money and the funds to go do your own build your own craft and go look yourself. Right. <laughs> and no one's God, so no one will know everything. Uh, well, I can say we, the crew, I don't know. Cause I, recently I've been into like, I'm God and that everyone else is God and that we all have to respect each other because God's we're all divine. G's. God's with the little G. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause we, we can create, we can design based on our consciousness, right? Uh, uh, off imagination. That's why I wanted to, uh, to say um, that our, ma our our realities are based in imagination. Everything that we feel and think is going to be our reality. 
um, every mental song that we play on repeat, whatever vibration we live through, that's how, what it's gonna be. Um, and I think not enough people understand that if you just trick yourself into being happy, then you will be happy. Well, yeah, we, basically our reality becomes what we persistently and consistently think about or process in our thoughts and in our mind, mm -hmm. right? And so you got you really have your mindful of what you're thinking about and you're allowing to just keep, you know, to happen. Yes. You can't control 60,000 thoughts a day, but you can certainly corral some of them and, and you mm -hmm. know, force them in a, in, a, in a specific direction. But that's one thing I learned in my pathway is per your perception, how you perceive something, will eventually become your reality because mm -hmm. if, if you let that perception carry on into a belief, your mind will, will present everything to you that supports that belief. So no matter what you believe, that's what you'll see, mm -hmm. right? Whether you create it or not, that's what you'll find. Correct, correct. I think, I don't know, let's see. Spirit guides. Oh, spirit guides, oh yes. Um, spirit guides are really cool. Uh, the, the session I did earlier with the gal, we, we, we tried to ask, one of the questions we asked is, who is their primary spirit guide? Mm -hmm. and, her answer was unique because they said, depends on who you call for or what skill set you're looking for, right? But yeah. for me, I my primary spirit guide is an angel named Layla. Not not the classic American spelling, but from the Hebrew texts, okay. you know, scriptures. Uh, and so, really cool relationship. And well, what are, what are spirit guides? Spirit guides are those, I'll call them entities, spirits, whatever. Non-living, not not living in this reality the outside energies. outside of this reality that can influence and nudge us from the other side, if you mm -hmm. will, right? And so they can't necessarily come in and grab your hand and go this way, stupid, right? They <laughs> but they can give you those signs. They can give you those 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 thoughts, those nudges, those little ideas that you will hopefully pick up on. Right. I and I think that's why um, blood sacrifices are so depicted with that kind of thing. I think that's why it gets bad rap because spirits, um, they don't have blood. <laughs> so they don't have that type of energy, that access to our life force. That's true. And I think that's why um, that's why it's important in rituals and whatever. I don't know. I haven't, I, I'm not a part of all, all that. I just, something I wanted to add. Well, that's a thought. I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. I yeah. mean, I mean, if you're, if you're dealing with an energetic being they don't have a body per se they have a consciousness it's like it's like consciousness and awareness right, right. Yeah. That, that's not encompassed in a body which would it sounds cool yeah but at the same time you don't get you you know even though humans have rough time we also have very many pleasures right with eating, the body eating comes. food having sex having yes all these things that they don't get to do because they don't have bodies because they don't they can't have the vessel to experience that or have they can't they can't process emotions like we can oh i didn't they, know that they understand them they just don't feel them they don't have the same program okay right? so when you and when, when you when you when somebody says i want to i want to know if my loved one's okay if they're not mad at me i'm like it's not possible <laughs> to be mad <laughs> how can they be mad they have no emotions <laughs> that's true that's i didn't think about it that way Right. So, what happens when we pass? I believe we just change form. I believe that we, um, in my experience, in my beliefs and in the experience I've had all with all my clients is, 
what comes through most of the time is that we, we move from this life, we go to that space where we reset, relook at our lives, did we accomplish what we set off to do or was decided for us to do, and do we need to do it again, or do we go on and move, do something else and come back to it later? Mm -hmm. But it's like a review of this life, not to judge you, but to go, you didn't have the experience you went there to learn. The hard part is we don't get to know why we're here, right? Necessarily. We have to figure. But it then, out. but then, then at some point you decide, or it's decided for you, whatever. The decision is made that you come back somewhere, either back to the earth or somewhere else, and into to experience something different. Maybe you got to be on the other side of what you caused, and vice versa, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I believe we just change form, like energy. The definition of energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So if that's the case, if that's really the case, we're energy. So how could we possibly not exist, right? Why is it that energy can't be created or destroyed? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but uh, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to answer that. Okay. I just that's just the definition that science will give you. Is that basically you know the scientific community will say that energy's always been here, and it just simply changes form and moves in patterns and. You know, I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. Uh, well, then I guess a better way of saying that is: Are are we just souls? Are we all just? What is that? A soul. So the way uh, I look at souls, and and once again, all this stuff I'm talking about is is some of my belief, but also based on the experiences with working with lots of people, right? Right. Right. Uh, is that basically you know the God source or whatever you want to call that, the you know the the source to God, uh, whatever. Universe. Yeah that we, we splinter off as a, as a piece of that, and that's like the soul. And so that piece stays with each of our energetic or our beings, our lives. And so that soul is out to seek and learn everything it can before it goes back and rejoins. So that's how okay. I look at the soul. I don't know how other people do, but the soul is really, is that part of you that's like the spark that, that sits inside of you, and it's a spark that sits inside of you every time you live life yeah I think I think the meaning of, of life is to find that purpose to find that what what your your soul um, needs uh, what, what it feeds off of, you know what it consumes because there is um, certain activities and stuff that feeds our soul that makes us feel part of oh like uh, that we are I don't know it's the part that that drives us to learn that drives us a yeah. lot that, that, that drives us to complete our mission. The hard part is when we come back into the, you know, periodic lives, we don't get to remember. Mm -hmm. We come in blind. Why, why, why is that? Why? Well, think about this. If the teacher at school told you all the answers to the test, then it would not be a test. Mm -hmm. What are you going to learn? You're just regurgitating and repeating. But if you have to study for it, then take the test. That makes more sense. Yeah. Then you're really yeah. going to learn, right? So it's kind of that, that idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I, that's kind of a simple way that I look at it. I think there the the purpose is to find meaning in 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 your own life. You know, it it's is, like, and it's it's certainly not to make as much money as you can. I mean, money's great, and living, that's not. I think living, that's a lot of other people's living drive. Living a lavish life. I mean, we all want to find our things in life. Sure. You know, you want a brand new car, you know, all these things, right? You know, 
money is is a, is a necessity, but not necessarily uh, the meaning of life. No, nobody of that not. nobody that's ever had a near death experience came back and said, "I came back to make more money." They didn't, oh. so, right? <laughs> I so I had that car crash, and I don't know how how I've explained it to you, but it was it was pretty bad. It was a near death experience, basically. Um, I was speeding with my friend. Uh, just having a good time and I was taking this corner uh, and my car lost contraction it went over the curb it went into a ditch and we must have we, we couldn't stop our entire football field that's how fa like how fast we were going but both of us we hit like we didn't hit a tree but a tree was attached to the car we, we so had a tree jumped right in front of you I don't know it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just I don't it's anyway, hard anyway. to explain it. Anyway, but time dilation. Yeah, yeah it's. I got out of my car and the first I, I or when we stopped, because it. I don't know. It took. It felt like forever that I was just holding and waiting to stop. I was like, we're gonna hit a tree. We're gonna stop. Blah blah blah. Like we're about to die. Like I don't know. And then, I end up. We. I just. We're not. Like one moment we're like, hurling through it, and then one moment we're just like we're fine. And the car stops and like i look over my friend he's fine the front windshield completely uncracked no crack nothing uh airbags didn't go off or anything on the right on the right side it did to um but the car like the car got totaled but we were fine we had no scratches and it was like i didn't know how to feel about it i couldn't feel anything i was like very like i felt like i had taken like an antidepressant because that's how it like it, i felt but all I could think is like I'm I'm alive, you know. I didn't like I didn't care about the car. I loved the car, but I realized like I can buy another one. I could like it's just money. It's not really it's not a real. It's replaceable. It's replaceable. Material things are replaceable, but like, I don't think people like they're here in the West. The drive is here in the West. We commercialism. Yeah, here in the work and here in the West, uh, we don't live life. We work, and it's. It's sad because a lot of people think that what life is about is a job. What you do, what do you do for a living, right? Exactly. How do you make your money? What you, like, and I, I don't think that's right. I don't think people, I think don't. I don't think people know that. Yeah, but try not having money. Try not having money, right? Even after enlightenment, you need to pay rent. <laughs> like so, it's that fine balance between like the Bible. The Bible says it best, you know. Living in the world, being living in the world, but not being of the world. Mm. So you have to maintain basic necessities, but there's more to it. There's okay. another, there's another layer. I think it's about living in detachment and acceptance. Um, is the only real way to be comfortable. I guarantee, if you're laying on your deathbed, you're not going to go. What is in my bank account, <laughs> right? You're not, you know, but you do need money to eat and sleep and have a house and all that, right? Just like you need water, yeah. just like you need food, but it's not everything. No, but by and large, more and more, our society is crushing us to the point where it is almost everything, and it's hard harder to get it, and, hard, and everything's become more expensive. Everything's That's a whole other topic, but right, and so it's pushing us into not being as spiritual as we could be. I think so. I think that's what um, is a big blockage mm -hmm. right now with the collective is that we are so out of control of our own lives because we don't have enough money to live. Correct. 
and and even if even if you are well off, it it's still. I mean, even if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year now, that's that's don't change anymore. It, it, you can barely have a house and a car. That's paycheck by paycheck. It, it is, and so, but I I think it's by design. But once again, another. No, I mean, we can talk about that because yeah. I think it is. I think that um, this world, um, whoever controls it physically, there's the real, real question. Yeah, <laughs> um, keeps us in fear through things like that um, by raising the prices of everything, by making us think that everything is scarce when there's really an abundance of infinite abundance of everything there's not everyone believes that there's a finite amount of money that they can have and that they deserve and no it's really that there's an infinite amount mm -hmm. that you can have it's just you have to feel that you're worthy of it that you deserve that and a lot of people don't feel like they're, they're deserving of having a million dollars because it's like what did i do for a million dollars nothing you can be alive and like you know what i mean i think i need like that's why i want to teach people that they're worthy of themselves right like Exactly. Well, no, I agree, and and so, he, not this session, but the session last weekend. That's that was the question. One of the questions from this person was, you know, why is it that I can never seem to get ahead or, or become abundant enough to help people on a larger scale? Mm -hmm. And the answer that came through from Spirit was, you know, it's because it's his choice. He has to make the choice. Yeah. Right. It, it's simply that. It's that simple. I know it sounds simple. It's not that simple. Really, but that's the simple answer. It, I think we complicate things too much. I think life isn't as complicated as it seems to be. Correct. Yeah, I think a lot of people just like get in their own ways. I don't know. Always. That, Always. That, that is the standard answer. Yeah. You're in your own way. But, you know, um, the way things are headed, and I, th I think everybody's beginning to see it now, is that they want a one-world government, one-world currency, mm -hmm. you know, which which creates one massive amount of control. And in other countries, that might help them raise their standard. But in this country, it will lower our standards because we're so used to this. It's going to bring, it's going to it's going to be the end of our world I as think we know it. The more we consume, the less satisfied we become. And Correct. that's what is happening. With every day, our phones aren't enough. We we can scroll for hours and we won't be satisfied. Correct. We become more unsatisfied by that, and it's it's just I think it's because they lock us below our heart chakras. They keep us in those lower right. energies, right? Exactly, because everything heart chakra and above are your spiritual connections, right? And so yeah, if they keep us locked into the left brain, logical, you know, worldly state then we don't have as much opportunity or energy left over to... Complete the rest. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're out of balance, you're just not a complete person. How do you think people can um, approach that? The standard answer, simple answer, best answer, is to learn to meditate and do it regularly. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about meditation and what is possible through that because I don't think a lot of people actually fully understand what it is. I think they think it's you sit down for five minutes, you don't do anything, and then you walk and you stand back up. Well, and it's more than that. Well, it is at least to me. So um, everything I really know about the spiritual world happens through meditation, mm -hmm. right? I mean that's more of my message. Where you get the information from, yeah, right. And so it, and after you do it enough, it's like you can do it faster. But 
Uh, meditation really is your connection to source, mm -hmm. pure information, right? Your spirit guides, whatever you want. Anything out, you know, that, that pure space, spiritual world outside of this world, right? And that's where, that's where everything about everything lies, right? And so if you, can, if you can tap into that, you can find out anything you want, ask any question you want, get an answer. I mean, you, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like going on the internet and going, I want to find out how to buy a 511 jacket. Mm -hmm. You'll get 15 million hits. Same thing here. You're tapping into the cosmic internet. So you, you are your best teacher. No one else can teach you better than yourself sometimes, right. I think. Well, sometimes it's helpful to get people to, to tell you the obvious, but yes. Like masters and mentors and stuff. But I believe that you don't need advice from other people as much as you think sometimes. No, the gal I had today, that was her. She spent a lot of most of her life going to class after class after class, master after master after master. Searching and, for the answer. Right, and then and then I said, okay, so how do you connect? And she, she did a, like a little quick ad hoc reading, you know, and I'm like, holy crap, that's actually 100% right. So what's the problem? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. it's like, I mean, it seems obvious to the outsider, mm -hmm. but not so much obvious to the person. But back to meditation. Meditation is, um, I've met people that can meditate with the best of them and they can get to that nirvana space, that space with very few thoughts. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can't get rid of all of them, but uh, I've gotten close. But there's always some extraneous ones. But getting there is, is, the, is, the, is the learning curve. But once you're there, you, you should do something with it. Mm -hmm. That's where you should either tune in and listen. What do I need to hear today? Where do I need to go? What do you need to show me? And they'll tell you. Ask the question about something. Wait for an answer. Uh, I mean, there's just so much you can. It's like it's like you, you're tapping into God, going, "Okay, here's my opportunity to ask anything I want." Yeah. <laughs> and it really will answer back. You just have to like, like you just have to believe that it will. Really, I think a lot of people hear it and they don't believe it. They're like, "What is that? Oh, whatever. I'm crazy." Like or something. Well, the 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 biggest thing I hear when I work with people is it feels like I'm making it up. I'm like. Of course it does, but it, it's actually, if you really break it down, look at it, it's accurate. It's 100% it's, it's on point. Mm -hmm. So what are you doubting it for? Well, people get into the, 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 the notion that voices in your head is a sickness. I mean, granted, there are some... Mental that, disabilities with right, that. That have that, right, that you can't turn it off. It, it, it's, it's like having the gift, but you can't, there's no off switch. Yeah, once you put the... <laughs> Uh, what did you tell me one time? Once you put the metaphysical glasses on, you can't, you can't take, them, take off. them off. Yeah, you can't take them off. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but meditation is the key. There's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, it's not sitting on a mountaintop, cross-legged, smoking a pipe. You could do it laying down. You could do it in a subway. You could do it on, you know, laying in your bed. You know, you could do it with music. You could do it moving. You could do it all kinds of ways. There's a million ways to do it. You just have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. I, I like to say and think that the mind is the best drug you can take it is it's also it's all it's a very useful tool if used correctly mm -hmm. <laughs> like if the used. old saying you know a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste right yeah so i haven't heard that well, that's an old saying oh. back in my day you know they were talking about under you know uh, underprivileged kids not being able to get through education that was kind of the same okay Interesting. But, yeah so it, it, it is it is the key folks to everything 
meditation is just the answer to everything honestly because all it is is opening a blank page putting a question down and then an ai writing it back to you basically with your mind if that's the best analogy i can say because that's what it is the mind is a computer of course we can't use 100 percent of it all the time imagine if you had all the tabs all the applications on your computer running at once you would fry it you would it would well it wouldn't run let me segue on that yeah so we do use 100 percent of our, our mind okay we just don't have conscious access only to about five or ten percent we can't have the capacity yeah but our subconscious is still active subconscious is working okay let's segue into the subconscious now what right. is the subconscious so, how is it so so basically the two basic parts of the mind or mm -hmm. the conscious mind which we use to get that we think we we're controlling everything we, you know we decide what we're going to do we're going to move through our day mm. but the subconscious is about 90 95 percent of what happens or it, it it gets us through our day based on programming learning to drive learning to walk you know all of that's a program that mm -hmm. we don't have to think about software is already written it's written but the problem that's good but it's also bad yes because the problem is sometimes bad things that happen to you get wound up in that recording. Mm, little bugs. Right. And the subconscious is the part of you that that operates your life, but also puts out signals to to to, to find the norms that you've created in here somehow or people have created for you. Because <clears throat> because we fear the unknown. Yeah. So most people do. Most Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, what was I oh, I just lost it. I was thinking something very, um, yeah, it's like, okay, so the subconscious, it's like our conscious mind, what we think of, that's the tip of the iceberg, uh, of the iceberg, very tippy top, but our subconscious is what's underneath, what lies underneath. Mm -hmm. It's also the private, as you, if you look at like a military scenario, it's the mm -hmm. private that doesn't question the general, whatever you consistently, persistently feed it, either unaware or aware, it will go to work on it. It will go and find what you have decided you've programmed it with. Like even, so let me give you a science fact. I think I may have told you this, but 11 million bits of information around mm -hmm. there hit our consciousness every second of the day. Our conscious mind can only process 4D, 4-0, 4-0, right? It's very limited, but where does the lot go? to the subconscious. So all these pictures, everything around you has energy. It is a being absorbed in your subconscious. Because mm -hmm. so we're still taking it in. We just symbology is important. Symbology, you know, in the dark world is designed to put out energy that's going to affect your subconscious at a level you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And it will change. Just like your mother used to say, you hang around them boys, you're going to turn out like that. <laughs> it's true, right? It is true. We become products of our environment. Yes. Um, so our mind, or um, our realities will become what we affirm. Correct. Yeah. So if we constantly tell us, tell ourselves, oh, I, I suck, or whatever, I'm not smart, I'm stupid, then It'll that's what, you. yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, it, you're gonna believe that, and then you're, you're programming. Yeah, because that's what, that's the direction you're looking in. So of course, if you're looking at like a, a fire, you're gonna only think about chaos and stuff, but if you can just look a couple inches to the right, you can see the awesome, vast abundance of universe that is there because it is it's always there we just forget about it exactly so the yeah, subconscious uh 
programming is used widely in a lot of secret programs as well, mm. such as some people have heard of MKUltra, things like that. I mean, so it is a very powerful tool. In the wrong hands, it can be also not so good. <laughs> I think so, I think so. Um, so you do uh, hypnosis? Sure, I do the one, uh, the primary one I do is quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is designed by Dolores Cannon, who's not with us anymore, but it is by far my favorite thing. It's really connecting the client, uh, like connecting their subconscious to their higher self or or the God source, whatever, right? And uh, getting pure answers back. So I ask the questions that we, we've come up with, they've come up with, mm -hmm. I ask through them to the source and they answer back about them. They're using their mouth, but they're not talking about... The subconscious comes out. Yes. So really I'm having a conversation with their subconscious, yes. That's incredible. I, because you hear about that stuff and you never see it, or I think nowadays you can because you have access to the internet, but like 20 years ago, it's like, where where do you go to find that? You can't find that. In, I mean, you can find, read it in the library, but you're not gonna well, this is, see that. This is really unique because a lot of people think of hypnosis as, I'm going to present some suggestions to your subconscious to get you to stop smoking or, or lose weight. or And those are out there, and that's, I'm not saying that they're not helpful, but this one is not designed for that. Right. This particular, I mean, if we had an agreement that they say, well, put, put these statements in there for me. Okay, well, maybe we will. But I would never do that on my own. Right. <laughs> I think that's more of um, constituting a, a placebo. Into, I don't know. It can be, right. right. Yeah, what, what, you, what you convince somebody of, they will believe, and it will eventually become their reality. Yeah. Yes. That's why when you do readings, like mediumship readings or psychic readings, I'm always careful not to tell them I see something down here, down the road, because, mm. yes, that's likely to happen if they continue their current actions. But they, if they're aware of it, then they might mess it up. Well, they also might create that to happen, even if it wasn't meant to happen. Right. That you okay. might have instilled a belief in them that wasn't there before, and now your prediction comes true because you made them believe it. I learned that. No, I learned that from a client. Yeah. I, yeah, I learned stuff from everybody. Yeah, you. We really can uh, learn something from everyone. I don't, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm just the student right now. I can teach you some stuff. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there's like three year olds that I can like. With my t with my tutoring, um, it's a third grader and a first grader. And I learn I learn stuff from them. It's like they're an open book. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, kids are so connected to source. I like I was like hanging out with them and I was feeling their energy and I was like, whoa, like the way they think because um, one of them is uh, a, a first grade little girl and uh, she wants to be uh, she wants to go into gymnastics or gymnastics but she's never done it. But she's like I'm just watching her and like. I'm like, you were definitely, like, in your past life or something, like, you had something to do with it. Because, like, the way she just, like, has, feel, it's, like, habit to her already. The ability, yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes back to subconscious programming. Because mm -hmm. usually between your years of being born to about seven, you learn by hypnosis. And you're also a wide-open book. Mm -hmm. So you're still solidly connected to the source you just came from, right? It's still imprinting. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so the way you were raised and what things that happened to you in those early ages really set you your life on a path. And if you don't it's, make great efforts yeah. to correct it, 
This can be yeah, it'd be really weak foundations. So when you have young kids and they and they start t- playing with what you think are imaginary friends, they're probably not. Yeah, they're probably it's real- actually interacting with entities that are not part of this world, which could be good. I mean, some people believe in evil. We can come back to that, but mm-hmm. um, the, encourage it. Let them let them play. Let them keep that. You know, don't squash them. And that's, <laughs> that's what we do. And that's what we do. We kill creativity. Absolutely. Schools destroy education. Lawyers uh, destroy uh, law. <laughs> Doctors destroy health. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just throwing go, No, go on. <laughs> this, is, this is free open. Right. So. Well, nothing we really have. I mean, if you look at the, the healthcare business, it is a business. A very... 95% of doctor visits are just headaches or just like whatever right well some number like that <clears throat> yeah well we're, most of it most of us do with stress but stress uh, we're just stressed out all the time well exactly because we have a fight-or-flight system in our body mm-hmm. you know if a tiger roll we're back in the caveman days if a, ki- a tiger rolls up you got you either got to decide whether you're gonna stand and fight or you're gonna run mm-hmm. right and so that those two systems are very important but the problem is in our society with all the stuff we talked about, money and Being treadmill. Being locked in those lower... Right, treadmill. We're always is- constantly on that flight mode. And so always stressed out, like the tiger's always in our face. Mm-hmm. And we're not designed to stay in that state long. So that will break us down. That will make us sick. That will... Right? And yeah, I think a lot of it is just what job you work. That's the main... Because that's your life. That really is your life, your job. Um, and then f- for kids, for s- college students, it's school. Or for k- kids in general, it's school. Because it, it's, it's the just first part of the programming. So demanding. It is. It, it is. School is part of the programming. The, the, the break you down and you become uh, a mental slave almost. A cog in the wheel. A cog in the, in the machine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so my journey is to help others find their purpose and what they want to do in their life because we aren't taught that we can do whatever we want we're taught that well we we hear that but they don't they don't follow through they don't really we don't believe it not not enough people believe it and through my own experience and just doing things when you put your foot forward and take action it happens that's all it is it's just taking action well, believe, um, believe there's a few pieces, right? You gotta, you gotta have. There's the, more pieces. You too. gotta have the dream. You gotta have the drive. You gotta have the belief, mm-hmm. and you gotta have action. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people say it many ways, but you gotta have, you gotta have the plan. You gotta have the drive. You gotta do something about it. You yeah. can't just sit on the couch and it's gonna happen. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You can't sit in your room all day meditating and expecting your outside environment to change when you don't do anything. When you, when you aren't physically moved, like you can't expect a water bottle to move without you moving it. That's how I see it. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. Yes. Uh, but um, I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about the healthcare. Oh, healthcare system you were talking about. Um, it's not necessarily the, the, the fault of many of the doctors and providers out there because it, it's really the insurance companies that are running things. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are deciding what the doctor, what they're going to pay for and allow and so the doctors become very limited and they're and they're they're supposed to see more and more and more people so you show up thinking you're going to 
get all your stuff heard and, and taken care of, and they got 15 minutes. You know, what are you going to do in 15 minutes? I mean, they're like churning people. Yeah. And so it's not, I'm, I'm, we're not here to downgrade doctors because they're doing the best they can in the system that they're embedded in. Right, right. And I don't think people will realize that you can play what game you want. Exactly. It, right. You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, so the healthcare business, one more time, yeah. is, is, is really not designed to make us well. It's just to, to treat the symptoms. I mean, I'm if not you don't saying, have repeating customers, where's your business? Exactly. If you can make a tire that lasts forever, why would you? You're not going to have. You're going to get one customer. You know, <laughs> only that one customer. <laughs> that's why. Ah, that, that's why there's such a big pill epidemic too. Because like, people are just looking for an easy fix to numb their pain. Doctors, I mean, that's what they're told to do: to prescribe these pills to push these agendas. And it's okay. like. Yes, they're helpful, but that wasn't, that's man-made. Exactly. So if you take a medication, any kind of thing that you ingest, it's going to maybe work on that symptom, but it will cause additional symptoms and side effects. And then you end up There's taking something, side and you take something for that side effect, and you can see how the cascade can keep going. Yep. And then you're Next on 50 you know, different... Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. And there's a place for that. There's a place for Western medicine, trust me. Yes. Because if I go out on my motorcycle and I get in a grinder, you know, I... You're going to need that pain medication. I, I want a doctor that can put me back together. Yeah. You know, yep. you know so th don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing at all. I'm just saying that there's there's part of the system that's just, it, to me, is broken. The more and more I realize that there's not absolute good in something, there's not absolute bad anything. It's Everything does have a duality. Everything does have a union gang to it. Um, it's just about finding your place in there and then trying to transcend past that. Trying to do better than what they're, what that is, I think. Well, that's true. It's too much of a good thing is a bad thing too. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I tell people all the time, my only addiction is exercise. Like, that's a good one. I'm like, sure, until you run yourself into the hospital like yeah. I have, right? I mean, you know, you can overdo anything. <laughs> you can really, yeah. Um, too much of anything is a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, uh, where we're going, overconsumption with everything. It gets worse. Uh, so with the um, the advent of the, the the looming central bank digital coin that the United States is making, yeah, it's rolling out. Uh, which probably, I haven't heard about that. What? Uh, so in last year, twenty or twenty twenty one, I believe it was. Um, there was an executive presidential executive order to establish. The central bank, central bank. Mm. Let's get that key part. Digital coin for the United States to replace the United States dollar. Okay. And and they stop using dollars in national parks and everything. Right. So it it's slowly uh, eroding actual money. Right. But we'll just make this in short. Right. But mm. uh, but in that process, when they do roll it out, and it becomes the only money we have access to. You and can't then, pay with cash. And then they, they, those that control the central bank can decide you went over your carbon footprint. So you cannot, even if you have the money, you can't buy that gas. Right? Or whatever, right? You see the control that can happen. Yeah. But the, back to the consumption, mm -hmm. right? There's going to be, there's going to be an expiration on your money. You can't just, they don't want you quote unquote on 
I always say this money is meant to be spent. No, no, but they don't want you to save it. They, they, they're going to put expirations on it because they want that money turning through the market. Mm -hmm. so, so you, you will never be able to have a safety net. I didn't know about that. That's I, I, there's an article on my blog. Okay. Right? There is. There's one there. Yeah. And I put the links. I'm not making it up. It's there. <laughs> it, it's on. It's on the uh, the federal um, Federal Reserve website. Everything. It's there. It, everything. Oh, yeah. By the way, they have to tell us. Well, by the way, everything. Nothing is really hidden. It's all in plain sight. You just have to go look for it. Mm -hmm. You have to be aware of, uh, of that it's there. A lot, of, a lot of us just look past everything all the time. That's 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 why um, you have to trick yourself into be happy because you can. Like that's just where you have to put your focus and awareness. Well, on. Learn to love how it sucks. <laughs> You'll learn me say it, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, you're right. This 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 um, a lot of people are really paying more attention and noticing it now. It doesn't take anybody special to realize we're going the wrong direction. Mm. But, you know, I mean, even there's a lot of falsities out there. For example, everybody says the world's overpopulated. You know, Elon Musk got on uh, some video or some article and talked about the fact that we don't have an overpopulation problem. We have an underpopulation problem. He said mm -hmm. that we are literally not keeping up with the deaths versus births. We are not birthing enough more humans to keep up with the death rate. Oh, I didn't know that. So oh, well, the, Japan. The, the overpopulation is happening in the cities because everybody's moving there because everything's being forced out of the country. And so, mm. right? So I did my research. I didn't take it at face value. I went and found the statistics. Since 1950, we have dropped our population um, uh, has dropped by our, our population. New births mm -hmm. has dropped by 75%. And it's a reality. So we have an underpopulation problem. Yeah. And then Japan is getting older. Their population is like reversed. Right. Um, <clears throat> Nobody really wants to have children. And somebody mentioned this the other day. It's too expensive to have kids. It's too expensive. Like more, more and more people are working up like, why would I have kids? Why would I go through that? Why would I put myself through that when I can be free and not have to have that responsibility for 20 years of my life? And I get get to actually see what I get to have the money because that's the main problem is for having the money because once you have the money once you have the resources you can do anything it's just about having the, that ability to go and do that and I think more and more people are like I don't want to have kids because I want to explore the world I want to have the money to do that stuff I think part of that's the culture of the younger generations I yes. mean, I'm not speaking for your generation but I hear this from my kids it's like Younger people don't want that necessary commit to families and children. You know, they come in a different, it's like a hookup culture. Oh, yeah, big time hookup. Uh, no one wants commitment because too many people are afraid of getting hurt now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to go through that. And I think a lot of people also, I don't know, they're not secure in themselves. And so there's not, um, connections and relationships aren't this, like how they used to be, I don't think. No, but plus, if you look at Dolores Cannon's stuff and her information, the one that designed the hypnosis, mm -hmm. the, the newer generations are coming in with the upgraded DNA, whereas people like in my generation oh. are, are building into it. You guys are coming in with a whole different set of skills and a different way of looking at things because you're, you've got a um, better connection right from the get-go. Okay. You may not understand it, 
but it's just a different it's just different um biology almost in a lot of ways yeah like almost like a upgraded yep yeah upgraded human yeah upgraded human just different versions right of the human so like yeah. not 10 strand dna 12 strand dna yeah wow so i mean i can't prove that but I'm, this is how, just how can you because we have a lot of junk dna but that dna is there for a reason uh, it's not junk DNA. Um, if you look at the, if you read the right stuff, you'll 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 see. I've read a lot of it. I, I I would have a hard time summarizing it, but when I read it, it makes sense, right? But so, um, for example, a lot of people say the third eye gets calcified because mm -hmm. of all the fluoride and all these things, and that's what we connect with. So they're trying to squash it. I'm 62. If if that was the case, how can I still connect? Mm -hmm. It must be if it's not happening here. Where is it connecting? I think it's through our DNA. Why do you think? Why do you think? Why do you think they collect DNA from people? Because that becomes our signature, and now they can track us because we have a very specific signal. But the point being, that ninety-seven percent is not junk. That is used. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of information there, but it, it surely must be being used to be part of the the cosmos if you will mm -hmm. and if we look at the shape of a dna like structure <coughs> the way it's it's like almost like the infinity i don't know there's a lot of symbolism in it oh, he looks like like the the kundalini all that right yeah the risings yep. yeah so the dna is it, it's very complex and they said they mapped it all but three percent mm -mm. i mean somebody may have but i haven't seen it i'm not saying it, it isn't but i don't think science is there yet but we don't know. Well, that goes back to, you know, us being created or just popped out of nowhere. We are so complex. It is, it's, it's astronomically amazing that we could, this body has so much in it. I mean, you think about one simple fact. We have, what's 50 trillion cells or so mm -hmm. with a small amount of electricity in each cell. We're about three and a half trillion volts of electricity walking around we're all like little black or like black holes or like all like that's how i see us like we're all like just stars at the center of ourselves that's a good way to look at it the spark we were talking about yeah yeah spark okay <laughs> right so i mean there, there's a lot of ways to um there's a well, i say a lot of ways i guess i'll go with that there's a lot of ways to describe a lot of things everybody has a different name for everything and right. so you know I, I would caution everybody to not chastise other people because they do certain things a certain way. I think we're all trying to reach, connect with our source in some way, mm -hmm. right? God, Allah, whatever you want to call it, right? We all have a different way of doing it, a different name, different methodology. But if you really compare them, they're very much the same. Very similar. I, I like <laughs> to say that, like, witches have spells. We have... Um what is it? Uh, manifestation. Uh, science people have quantum mechanics and all that. Uh, there's placebo as well. Like yeah, just all that. Like it's all the same thing. It's just different names and styles of doing it. Um, which is interesting because it really all just leads back to one thing. Like all, like everything is just one. Everything is just one, and it's like, how do we better connect that and like? create a sense of community again because I think that's like what we need in this world well <clears throat> the, the problem is the it well let's look at it this way if you were running this world 
right? You were trying to, if you were trying to corral and control nine billion people, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You wouldn't do it by letting them come together and become one. You would divide them to mm. be able to conquer them. Mm. Race against race, you know, ethnicity against ethnicity, you know, all these things that, that don't allow people to ever create a common bond. When it's just people versus people at the end of the day. Well, right. But if you look at the United States, we are three, almost four, 400 million mm -hmm. in there somewhere. Right. We're governed by 535 people on the surface. <laughs> right? Yeah. How about that? The that, surface. That, that's Congress and yeah. the all that, the whole system, right? And those people are probably governed by fewer than that, right? But if we all could agree, they wouldn't have a chance, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody that runs anything would have a chance. But the problem is you can't get two people to agree on anything, right? But I agree. I, no pun intended. But I agree <laughs> that we, we do need to create that, right? But the thing is we're really just a bunch of individual drops of water in a sea. And, We're yeah. all in the same medium. Ocean. Right? Yeah. All this, this is not space between us. This is all filled with stuff. And so we're all connected. So what, if I make fun of him or chastise him, I'm really chastising myself because he's still me. <laughs> let's, let's go to that because we are taught this at the very beginning of our lives and then never gets brought up again. The golden rule, just treat others how you want to be treated and that's how you, that's what you get. Well, as within, so without. I would change that a little bit. Though. Yeah, I think it's it's treat people outdated. how they should be treated. Okay. Because if you say, think about this, treat people how you would want to be treated. Maybe I'm a, a sadist, mm. and the way I want to be treated is not good. <laughs> well, that's a good yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, because isn't that what it is though? Just like yeah, treat people like yeah, uh, like you would want to be treated. Well, really. You could even do it a little different. Treat people like you would treat your kids, right? I mean, you, you know, you won't, you're going to feed your kids. You're going to take care of them. You're going to make sure, but, you know, it should be the same. I think so, and I think too many people are unwilling to help others because they think that they have too much on their own plate. Or not even that. It's just that they, I don't know, because I went on my Caleb Hammer video and it was like so negative. I, like nothing, I received nothing but negativity and I was like, why is there this negative energy, like energy vortex that is just here? It's where every, like, it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Well, it's because that's what people thrive on. Negativity. Yeah, I mean, people love problems. That's the reason they, well, it could be both ways. The reason they put gun violence on there is people want to see it. But at the same time, it, it, it's like both ways, you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's like people would rather spend money and time on the negative things mm -hmm. and the things that are problems. Because like, uh, I think David Icke said this, uh, he's one of the alternative news guys in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. you, what you fight, you become. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> if, you're, if you're against war, if you've got a war, a war rally against war, you're no better than the people trying to create war because you're fighting the people who are... Yeah, killing just leads to more killing. So, so like Mother Teresa would say, 
don't don't invite me to a war rally. Invite me to a peace rally. <laughs> <laughs> a peace, yeah, that's good. Become become what you 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 are our job. I think is to become the solutions, not fighting be, be the, the change, prob- not not fighting the problems. Be the change you want to see. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it is. I think that's the only way to really. Do it because when you fight against something, when you're resisting against it, it just creates more resistance. And you become like them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Oh, um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so can we really speak things into existence, do you think? Oh, yeah, I can give you some examples. Um, well, it, it's not necessarily instantaneous. There's a time delay, just like a child. Child well, takes nine months to get created and well, for for good reason because if we got everything we wished for, our life would be jacked up. You know, thank God for unanswered prayers, as some people would say, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how many times have we prayed and prayed and prayed because that's the woman for me? And you look back and you go, "Oh my God, she turned out." <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it comes back to that consistency and persistency we talked about in meditation, right? If you sit down and you and you put out intentions, you play them in your mind as if, like I said, the subconscious doesn't not know what you if you what you imagine or what this is out here mm-hmm. is real. So it acts on whatever you visualize, but it won't do it necessarily with one or two times. You got to sit down and really do it. Mm-hmm. So I've 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 I've, manu- I've definitely manifested some things very specifically by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't change one therapy session. Exactly. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't get to three hundred pounds and expect to diet for one day and be back to your, you know, your high school yeah, years. You have to. See, everything <laughs> is like a muscle. You have to train it. You have to keep working out to maintain it. Otherwise, it's it disintegrates. It. it um, you lose. It. I don't know. Exactly. It's like yeah, going to the gym, right? Just feeding it. You just have to feed it. Make sure you feed it, and it won't die. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a, sort of like. Um, Sort of like looking, building a fire is mm-hmm. a good example, right? So if you, to build a fire, you don't try to light the logs, the big logs first. You got to start with small sticks, small ideas, you have to build right? Build it up. Build it up, bigger sticks, bigger sticks, and then you get this big roaring fire. We've made our goal, we've made our dream, but if you don't pay attention to that dream, it will die out mm-hmm. unless you continue feeding the fire, right? Because success, for example, and your ideas, your dreams, and your goals are not. A destination it's a journey it's a journey yeah because <clears throat> it's almost like once you get to the your destination like you're there but it's you get used to it you get complacent you know and then you need more and then you need you need another upgrade another mountain to go climb yeah absolutely um yeah another mountain climb that's right because there's no there's no there's nobody more hungry than the wolf climbing the hill one on the top of the mm. hill is not as hungry as the one trying to get there. Right. That's a good way to put it. I got goosebumps from that. <laughs> um, it's not my saying, but, it, you know, but... Saints are saints. Right. <laughs> um, what do you... Do you think there's accidents, like accidental success, or were people meant? Is there is there destiny? In a way. Uh, the way... There's a couple ways to say that. I've seen it, um, in my experience, I've seen... Uh, I've gotten information through hypnosis and different things where uh, sometimes people come into a specific life as a reward because they had really bad ones, mm-hmm. you know, really, or they're they're getting a, re- a reward life because that was their karma. 
because they're about to have a really crappy one, right, right? And so it's like their 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 rest period, their reward, right? Uh, so sometimes sometimes people come in with a golden spoon, and, and you wonder why the people do, and some people don't, you know. And so it really depends on what was chosen or you chose. But the way I believe it is, whatever you decided before you came here, you have milestones that you're trying to meet. We sign certain contracts, right? And so if we're if we're supposed to learn these things, succeed in these things, or whatever different milestones, but then the free will comes in, it's like, and the memory goes away. How we get there, or if we get there, is really the, the problem, right? Yeah. All right, so I think yes and no. I'm not a hardcore determinist, meaning everything is completely planned out. Yeah. But I do believe there's a big key, key uh, points in our life that are. I think certain things are meant to happen, just like that Uber ride today, like, I didn't know who I was gonna get as my Uber. Oh, there's no, there's no, there's no coincidences, if that's what you're saying. All that synchronistic. too. That too. Everything is synchronistic, but like something like destiny. Yeah. Like, are there certain people meant to become? Uh, I don't know. Like just people. Like you know. Like because uh, there are certain things that happen to us that were out of our control, and it's like, how could that happen? Like why? Like, and and then I think that's where a lot of self pity comes from. Sometimes it's like, or. Not uh, us not feeling we're worthy because it's like, why is God treating us this way? Why is God bringing this to me? Why? Well, let's think about that. If God created us, I'm pretty sure it, He did yeah. to to have free will, which is not on many of the other planets based on my experiences with clients. Right? Mm -hmm. Earth is one of the few places where free will is in place. So if, if he's going to direct us and give us hardcore everything, then where's the free will? <laughs> if, if everything's determined, where's the free will? Yeah. So you could argue that all kind of ways, but that's the way I look at it. If we have free will, then yes, we came here to accomplish certain things, but that's up to us, right? But yes, you know, if that comes back to the, the spirit guides, right? Yeah. Those, they, they arrange things. And if we pay attention, we'll catch it. If we don't, we just lost that opportunity. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do they try to communicate with us? Spirit guides? What do you, yeah. There's a lot of ways. Some people see uh, uh, the same numbers over and over. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, one of the things, I saw this on a YouTube video or something, right? Where, anyway, uh, what I, I decided to try, I said, look, I'm gonna ask for a very specific sign that what I'm asking about or what I'm doing is appropriate. Mm -hmm. I'm in the right place, whatever. And so I, I adopted it from a, a video. It's, I asked for double rainbows as my sign, right? Mm -hmm. And so double rainbows sounds cool. In the sky, I've seen it maybe a couple times. But it could also come across as a light flashing prism on the computer and boom there's yeah. two there's two rainbow things on the floor and so that's happened many many times and so i'll steal that <laughs> that's cool that's cool as hell it is i mean I, sometimes i'll see it in computer monitors i'm like i'm thinking a thought like oh this job sucks i don't know if i want to be here i look up and there's two <laughs> you're like damn it all right i'm here yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, communication happens a lot of ways. The, the key is learning to 
develop that relationship. So you understand when it's them that's showing you, right? Yeah. But if you never make contact or try to make contact or, or develop that through meditation, you may never understand their language or with their signs. You know, I always tell people, they, they say, I keep seeing three threes and, and four fours and five fives and all this. I'm like, okay, I want to suggest if you see repeating patterns, they're trying to get through to you. So you need, I would suggest you stop in that moment. What were you thinking? What are you trying to decide? Yeah. What's going on? That moment is important, <laughs> right? So I believe that, that they present everything we need to us every second of every day. It's just figuring out how to pick it out. Yeah, we always have what we need. We always, at every moment, will have what, exactly what we need. It's, we don't feel that. Because we, sometimes our wants are bigger than what we need. Nothing wrong with wants. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it, but if it goes out of balance, yeah. you know, then once again, too much of a good thing. Right? It consumes you. Right. I agree. So, now there, there's a, there's, there's a probably a million and one ways that they communicate, but you know, you just have to figure out what it, what it is for you. You know, right? right? Can, and let me segue into this psychedelics so I've gone through a few experiences I haven't had any extra terrestrial encounters yet with it but we know with the DMT and LSD and stronger things that that happens that people break through when they take these certain substances and what what is that because it changes our perception Okay, so, so DMT, still there. those things activate the, DM, the, the, the natural DMT that we have in our, in our minds, our brains, mm -hmm. that cause that spiritual connection to happen, like in dreams and things like that. Right? Because drips, uh, we get drips of DMT throughout the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the thing with, with the psychedelics is they massively open it up all mm -hmm. at once and you just get flooded, right? And so you have these massive experiences, spiritual experiences. It's powerful. But experiences you, but but you to me personally I'm not a plant medicine guy I'm not any of that you know I'm not saying this is bad it's not for me uh, I can do the same thing through meditation I can have the same experiences and I don't have to take that I'm not saying it's bad I'm not it's for different people it's right. it's for certain people um, I've had it and it's become it's been very therapeutic for me mm -hmm. I can uh, show you actually right now um, I'll show you in a little bit, but I documented um, a three-gram shroom trip, and I I walked to my school schools um my elementary school's school, and I just meditated there, and it was very I don't know it was, I found peace almost it was like like because everything that I've been going through recently my car crash my leaving friends I cut family members out that were toxic just everything that was bad for me that wasn't that was holding that was holding me back I push to the side I was like let me do what I need to um and so by being there at the school it like brought me back to like a lot of memories and I was like I don't know it's I think there's too much stigma around it with the war on drugs because with the war on drugs it's the control and cutting off of the access of those powerful medicines right and I, and I know people that have really wonderful experiences with those uh, psychedelics and plant medicine 
Um, and I also know people that have really bad experiences. So it just depends. Yes. It's like the old acid days, right? Back in yeah. my day, my time, you could have a really bad trip or you could have a really good one. Well, you just kind of like a luck of the draw sometimes. It's never a bad trip. It's just you don't know how to process it because every 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 trip is an experience. Uh, for me, I think sh I take shrooms. I, don't, I haven't dabbled with LSD. I think it's too Ooh, strong. Yeah, LSD strong. Shrooms are a little more okay for me um but for some people it's the opposite because shrooms they take you on the trip right and so it shows you what you need to see what you need to process and um i don't know I, i've just well i'm interested in i it. would interject here and say to the audience or anybody listening yeah. if you're going to do any of that stuff especially for the first time do your research well that know what you're doing be safe about it that and also find somebody that can facilitate that get a trip sitter right exactly get because because you may end up who knows I mean, all kind of you can get there. lost you can it's mm -hmm. they're i said they're powerful for a reason because it's not something you can regularly do it's not i wouldn't know yeah I mean, because to me that's a that's a great shortcut but if that you're always doing that you you're always never, drunk you're always this right. you're always that mm -hmm. yeah but you can do the same thing with meditation if you get absolutely that. transcendental meditation. Uh, is it transcendental meditation? That's what, that's what a lot of people call it. That's because you're leaving your your consciousness is leaving you, mm. and you're going out and. Right? I'm I'm trying to experience that. I have I have a hard time uh, visualizing you. visualizing getting deep into meditation. I I don't know what is blocking that yet, but well, let's yeah. talk about that, right? So I do I do know a lot of people. Uh, about a year ago, I had my first client that had aphantasia, which is not being able to visualize. They mm -hmm. see, they literally can't close their eyes and visualize anything. It's just a blank screen, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's odd. But I guess it's fairly common. And so I've been kind of struggling with why that happens. But the client I had two weeks ago was a counselor. I brought up that, that gal mm -hmm. as an example because he had never heard of it. He goes, he, he said something really profound that, that made a lot of sense. Maybe in other lives, she misused that power. And this time, she needs to come in blind and learn how to, to do it the old-fashioned way. Okay. I'm like, that, make, that might make sense. That might make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that just sounded really pretty accurate. To no, me. it's, I, I agree. Because um, I was watching your podcast and you had said in your own past life, your previous life, you were a Auschwitz, uh, what? SS officer in Auschwitz, yeah, in charge yeah. of the gas chambers, yeah. That's insane. And you know, like you got the name of him and everything which, through. Which is uncommon for me because when I do any kind of connection, even for other people, I don't yeah. get names. But this was so, so the way it happened, I mean, I'm pretty good at looking at past lives for myself, pretty easy. But I, I was at a fair and they had this, some guy had this big geometrically aligned chair with all these crystals and, you know, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go try that. So I sat in there, I mean, literally within seconds, Whoa. I was popped into this life and I could feel, I was like I was there. Yeah. And there it was, an SS officer in Auschwitz hanging out with Hitler, the whole nine yards. I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. I'm like, I, I need to know the name. I mean, I, I, I said, they allowed, me, they allowed me to look down at the uniform because I was a military guy, right? I saw the name and after I was done I went researching that person in fact existed yes and did exactly those jobs 
So whether I tapped into something else or it was really my life, I don't know. But it, what I saw, you saw was a reality. Yes. Yeah. That's. But it 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 traverses over past life stuff. Does karma will come over? So in this life, guess what I have? Mm. Asthma. Right. <laughs> Right, and so it's like, okay, buddy, you want to know what it's like not to be able to breathe fully? That's there what you, you get. go. I get a whole life karma. <laughs> but I, but that I didn't learn that. I learned that in that podcast you watched. Mm. That that guy that interviewed me brought that up. He goes, maybe that's your karma. I'm like, holy crap! I like you. Yeah. <laughs> never thought about that. Right. Um. I never linked it. Yeah. What about dreams then? Oh, dreams are cool. All right, so. Uh, dreams are basically as you go to sleep your conscious mind shuts down mm -hmm. your subconscious is connected to everything like we talked about right? that's a room for you a little bit it All does right. right I think I think we astral travel every night mm -hmm. I mean but you're also a command audience to the spiritual world right? wait what does all, all that mean the a command audience and we'll come back to that but okay. let's just say command audience which command means audience. you are completely theirs so they have a clear communication to you Right, because most people don't do the work in an awakened state, mm -hmm. so they work the back end, and so they come straight in through your your, oh, your okay. subconscious, and all those images and things you see in there all have meaning. If you pick out all the symbology, you're in a vehicle, you're in a building, or you're in a whatever. If you go research it and start figuring out what resonates with you, then you start to understand what the dream means. Can I, can you tell me? So this morning. I have a really bad sleeping schedule. I usually go to sleep at like 8 in the morning and wake up at like whatever. Last night I was able to go to sleep. I woke up tired, but I, I, I felt fun. I felt fine. And I remembered exactly my dream like moments before. I was in like some nightclub and a girl walked by. We met eyes. It was almost like our souls connected. Like we knew each, like we knew we were in a dream. Because at that moment, I was like, I'm dreaming. I know I'm dreaming. And then I woke up. And I looked at the time, it was 10 in the morning. I was like, what the heck? Well, um, generally what I've come to learn... I was a girl I've never seen before. Right, no, that makes sense. Uh, but generally what I've learned about dreams over all my years of researching is that when you find yourself in a structure, a house, a building, mm -hmm. whatever, it represents some part of your consciousness, right? Lower floors usually mean subconscious. Higher floors, conscious mind. Mm. Right? Okay. And so the, the the club I have to kind of work through, but being I don't know if it was a club, but it was a setting where a lot of people were, were like right. And so it, it it may represent the fact that you have all these these experiences with people all your life, right? And you're stored in your mind. But there's one person that really stands out that perhaps you're going to meet or you have met. But that you know you you can only meet here. I mean, there could be a lot of ways of looking at it. Okay. But you might want to capture that picture because you might likely meet somebody. I know what she looks like. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm, I'm like, I know what you look like. She so, has a little mole on her right cheek. <laughs> exactly right. And so I would I would document it because it may you know a couple of years it might be a while before it happens. But whether you're going to be in a relationship or not, it's like I know you. I have met you already. Yeah. Right. And so. So it, it, cool. dreams are so cool. I mean, if you find yourself in water, it usually represents emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in a vehicle of any kind, plane, train, automobile, boat, if you're operating it, that usually means they're telling you that you're taking charge of your path, right? Yeah. If you're a passenger, you're letting somebody else do it. 
if you're driving and you, you're trying to control it but you can't, it means you think you're in charge, but you're not. Too many circumstances. I mean, driving backwards, you get the point, right? Yes, yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of symbology if you take the time to do the research. The internet, I mean, it's a wonderful thing, right? You know, you'll find 10, you know, 100 definitions for the same thing, but you figure out what works for you. Yeah, it's always like, okay, that resonates. Right. Yeah. And then, when you do learn to meditate, it's like conscious dreaming. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, I, I mean, it's basically like daydreaming. Like, think of that, like, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. um, no, dreams are really cool because... Oh, I had a gal in hypnosis that asked this question that really stuck, the answer stuck with me. She says, why, when I go to sleep, am I dreaming all night long and I wake up tired? Even though I've been in sleep for mm -hmm. 10 hours, I'm tired. And so I asked the question, and the answer that came back through was, well, if you did the work in your awakening state, we wouldn't have to bother you at night. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's classic. That, that's a good one. <laughs> so... Do we sleep to recharge? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, there's science behind that. Yeah. You know, that that's not metaphysical at all. But yeah, you can't go. You can't go forever without. I mean, some people have, but generally, you can't. Right. You, you know, you start to get delusions, and it's just like a computer. You know, it needs to go to sleep once in a while. It needs to restart sometimes. Yeah, or also overheat. Right. Or... Exactly. Right. And so you just have to. It's the conscious mind that needs to reset, not the subconscious. It's always okay. going. So the, the conscious mind is what needs the break, what yeah. it needs. Okay. Because I found recently that I can sleep less as, as, as like before I needed a lot of sleep, but now it's like, I can take, I just take naps here and there. And mm -hmm. like, it really, it, I don't know. Well, a, a power nap of 15, 20 minutes is, can do you, I find that if I, if I take a nap during the day, mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes, I, I feel like I, I'm completely recharged. But if I take an hour or longer, it's Because like, the it, brain is um, going through the different phase cycles. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so I, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people fall, fall asleep during like massages because they, they get relaxed and then um, they wake up and they're like, wow, I feel great. You know, because you get like, I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the truth. The exact science behind it. I've read it, but I, I couldn't repeat it. But mm -hmm. yeah, it it because there are people that have had real mystical experiences after not, after being awake for four or five six days, right? It's just they become a delusion in a lot of yeah. ways. Your 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 computer's not functioning right. Yeah, it, it starts lagging. Mm -hmm. it starts lagging. Okay. So I, mean, I can't officially answer that, but I do. You do. It does need to rest and reset. So once altered perceptions happen, is that a real experience? Okay, you have to rephrase that. What do you mean by like, like, with psychedelics, and then with altered mind states, with not having enough sleep, where you start to see and experience things that Does aren't necessarily real. What is that? Do you think that's seeing beyond the program? this program right mm -hmm. this this reality this simulation almost whatever you want to call this right this it because we're only a, like a we only can see and experience with our senses about one percent or less of everything that's available mm -hmm. so it's just tapping into the other 99 percent right really mm -hmm. or the spiritual mm -hmm. or you can look at it a lot of ways uh i don't think it's permanent but it's a really once you do it often it's a lot easier to traverse 
right? It's like the muscle thing, right? But I think the other thing that, that really cautioned me about not doing psychedelics and the They can ruin stuff, their mind. You, they, you can get messed up. Don't play around with them. Well, David Wilcock actually says that. I don't know if you looked at his stuff. He, he's a, uh, he claims to be the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, which I, who knows? Who's that's real. Edgar Casey's great American prophet. Uh, you'll have to look him up. It's okay. really cool. Um, I'll ask AR right now. Um, but uh, he said something that really stuck with me years ago was the problem with doing psychedelics is if it opens your third eye, right, for example, some people get stuck open wide mm -hmm. and they become then very schizophrenic. I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> because it does, um, I can't, I don't, I don't have the picture, but there's a picture of uh, what happens when your mind is on psych um, psilocybin and there's like normal connections and then once you see like the way it connects when you're on that it's like a hundred times oh yeah it's just like way more connection because that's what mushrooms are they have like the system of uh, talking to each other uh, underground and stuff um, I know there's a Japanese thing where they put uh, a mushroom into like some chamber and it like it was it rooted out like the the train system or something and they found more efficient ways to map it out through that because it found like it found the connection it found the 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 maze i don't know well that, that i outside of psychedelics i think that <clears throat> we forget about nature we forget yeah. we forget that you go out there and hug that tree or 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 communicate with that tree it knows more than you could ever imagine because it's connected to the earth, and the earth holds great information, and I think we forget that because I. Uh, that's why Buddha uh, meditated under a tree, right. a Bodhi tree, because that's a knowledge tree. As I, I was out uh, last couple of weeks, run, like I said, running through the woods, mm -hmm. evading dr drones for their training purposes, not because I'm an illegal, but <laughs> pretending to be one. Yeah. But I found myself hugging trees to to. to keep my body heat with the, the warm tree so that they, they didn't pick me up, right? But in that instance, it's like, you imagine the conversations you have with a tree that's been there for a hundred years. Uh-huh. It's like... Everything what? has a consciousness. Yeah. I mean, they talk a little slower, but they got time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, yeah. They, they do have all the time. That's but yeah, I think... But you're right. There, there are certain... Um, there's a lot that we can do naturally mm -hmm. that really gets rid of the need to do chemical enhancements, right? You know, in all our food, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. the, the nature part of everything is just going away. Yeah, it's, everything is, is becoming more processed and artificial, and, and that, that stuff is why we become big here in America because that's our food. All our food is processed. And it dumbs us down. Yeah. It gets rid of our connection. And even psych psychotropic drugs for mental conditions, um, they're prescribed a lot more widely, wi widely for much very benign or very small problems. It dims down your connection fiercely. It changes your mood. It, it does, does that. everything. It does it everything to you. It drops your libido, it drops everything. Yeah. And so it just ruins relationships. But it's, it's, the, it's the mainstay, right? But 
I know a lot of people, including many of my family members, that were hardcore addicted to prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. Not because they had pain, not because they had because it, it's... That's an addiction. It is. It's not their fault. It's because you're, you go to a doctor for help. They're supposed to help you. And then they end up... Hurting you. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. And so it, it is... It is an interesting time to be alive. I mean, I'm sure every generation said the same thing, but <laughs> but this is far in our known history, far in... Who knows what's gonna happen? It's like everybody, every, I mean, the way you look at it, it looks like the end of the world has been prophesied, but every generation said the same thing, so who knows, right? But I still think we have another 10, 20, at least, I don't know. I think in the next five to 10, though, everything will set up for the next era. I don't know if the America will end their dynasty yet. What's going to happen with all that? Um, we'll just be absorbed into the global. The a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff is unknown. I think. Well, by us. By us. Sure. If you know the, if you know the, if you know the plan, you can predict the future. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is crazy, you know. So that's interesting that you bring it up because one of the questions that this gal had today was. Says Dolores Cannon, the hypnosis creator, right? Um, talked about the fact that she'd been told for many, many years that the, the the Earth was going to literally split from the old Earth into a new Earth. Apparently, the first time it's ever happened in our universe, and there's a lot of entities and worlds paying attention, right? This I read was, a story like this. That's right, insane. It was supposed to happen before she died. She died in 2014. Her question was, did I miss it? You know, when I that far off, and what it turned out to be is she took an exit point, but we're not there yet. But it's yeah. still supposed to happen, but there's more to prepare for this new... It, I read a story exactly like that. Almost like the rapture of the Bible. No, yeah. It's uh, like the story is that uh, extra dimensional beings come here, and then they we start playing their game. They have these rules for us. Um... They introduce monsters that we have to kill, that we have to get these, like, we have to level up skills and stuff. It's like a video game almost. Mm -hmm. But it's like these world disasters that you that you continuously have to beat in order to make it to the next stage of life. And that's the elimination of the population. Sure, sure. I mean, that was the story, at least. It's all all that's possible. If you look at David Icke's, um, the guy from the UK, for example, he talks about this being a simulation, but a bad copy of one, and mm -hmm. that those that 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 created it can't create from scratch; they can only manipulate. Sort of like the description of the devil, right? Uh, but the thing is, they they feed on low vibration, fear, war, hatred, right? And Monster as Zink. long as yeah, like Monster Zing, as long as they can keep us locked into that, then they have their food. Right. And I don't know how true that is, but there's a lot of people that talk about similar things. Right? I mean, it makes a lot of sense. There's, um, yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, I mean, there's so many theories out there. You know, the, the globe, the round globe Earth, right, which was decided back when by math, by Copernicus, when there was no way to prove otherwise. He just proved it with math. And... It's just state. Mm -hmm. Are we really a globe? I don't know. Are we a flat Earth? There's a lot of evidence for that. Are we a, a 
a simulation. There's a lot of evidence for that. What are we? In a lot of ways, I think it goes back to perception. If I believe this is a flat earth and we got a dome, mm -hmm. then everything that supports that will present it to me and I, and I will be validated. Mm -hmm. you, we become our own validation. Mm -hmm. just, it's just the, we, um, we find the answers we seek for. Exactly, and with the channeler I was listening to on Gaia the other day, that's one of the things that she said when she was channeling, or whoever she was channeling, said, you, you find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You will find Always. what you're looking for, right? And so if you look at quantum physics and quantum mechanics, right? Yeah, let's go into that. Those, those, those ideas state that we, we create moment by moment, that we're creating as we go. Mm -hmm. And without our observation, nothing exists. And they've done like the double slit experiments and things like that with oh, cameras, yep, right? Yep. That, that showed that if, some, if, if a scientist was observing, it had a different action. And even if a camera is looking, it had a different action. And so the observation, the reason that, in their ideas, right, I'm summarizing, that the reason the universe exists is because we observed it. And it, it stays that way because we believe it's there. So it always will be, right? Mm -hmm. That's fast. Isn't that crazy? Let me, let me throw another idea at you. This is yeah. way out there, right? So I saw this, I saw this uh, thing on TikTok or somewhere, right, mm -hmm. where somebody held up like a, a a, a notebook or something you couldn't see through against uh, up against the mirror mm. and it had like a pile of shampoo or something on the other side of that right okay so something between the mirror holding up something right and they you go to the side and you look and, uh, it, and you can see that bottle on the back side of that mirror uh -huh. how does the mirror see that thing that's not actually reflecting mirrors are por portals right I think so, but if you go if you go into like my bathroom for example, I can look in the mirror and I can look down where there's like I don't know three or four feet below the mirror, mm -hmm. and I can look in the mirror and see the floor that's not literally reflecting. Mm -hmm. It's like so I, I I thought about this and I wrote a little article about it, but. Um, when I research mirrors, it, it, it specifically says it reflects back light rays that's beamed, that, that, that's hitting it. Mm. So if what I'm seeing behind the mirror that shouldn't be there, maybe I'm directing light rays. I'm mm -hmm. producing, producing that reflection because it couldn't possibly be there. Something must be but you're observing right. of it. <sighs> I love cool stuff like that because it's like we're I don't know, people don't think like people think that there's almost supernatural stuff, but there is. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm sure there's some science behind it somewhere, but it, I'm I'm not I'm 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 a logical guy, I'm like Magic is always magic until it's science. Mm-hmm. So is, is uh uh, one of my family members goes, ah, it's because, what's she saying? Something about the fact that it, uh, I was manufacturing because I was, I, I was creating it. Mm. I said, but I also, I took it with my phone. Did my phone create it too? Mm. <laughs> right, where does that connect? I don't know, there's just so many crazy things to, to think about.
and it's all achievable, especially now that we uh, have access to the internet and TikTok. TikTok has so much information. That's why they want to ban it because now people are collectively let me oh let me just scroll and get all this information that how was I supposed to even because with YouTube you have to search for it on the internet you have to search for it TikTok just presents it to you and so once you get into that vortex that wormhole it's like wow this is an entire other world I did not know about that's always there and then that's why the government wants to come in to control well, that I think because they can't censor it because it's not yeah. it's not part of our the United States if you will right yeah they don't want us to know about it well I think once again divide and conquer you can rule right and so you know I mean even if you look at for example the, let's talk about the third eye right um, so the third eye really is a physical thing as, as you know right but for the audience it's like it's a pea-sized gland that sits in the middle of your brain mm -hmm. it's the same makeup as these eyes do why would that be in a dark space it's where we do it it's where insight happens our insight. intuition our connection right our visualization our sleep wake cycles all that science is now beginning to think it's the master gland not the uh pituitary mm. so when I, whether that's true or not when i heard it the first time i'm like "Ooh, that's way more important i'm going to meditate more right <laughs> but it's the seat of the consciousness it right? is it is but they've known about this for a long time right it's, it's been the secrets of many you know ancient cultures well the eye but, of warriors and all that it's also represented by a pine cone, right? Mm. If you look at the top of the Pope's staff, the Pope's staff, mm -hmm. there's a pine cone on the top of it. St. Peter's Square in Rome. Huge statue of a pine cone. It's like in our face. Yep. This is the secret, yep. but you can't have it. <laughs> it's anyway, so incredible. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's too coincidental to not be true. Right. <laughs> Same with, same with like ancient civilizations, like, like with their architecture and their symbology of these giants and all this. It's like, how can that not be real? How can that not like? I don't know. It's well, if if um, this world is really real and solid, right? And it, it, the history is like it's supposed. They tell us it is, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Then. Yes, there were giants. Yes, there were all those things. Structures were are built with blocks bigger than we could possibly move today with such fine um, precision. Precision as you can even put a piece of paper in it. Where did this technology come from? So I think we're ascending, we're on the top of the the ascension ramp where they've been before. Right? There's so it's cycle. It's it endless cycles. Right. And you know, many civilizations, I think, I think this is the fifth generation that's gone. I mean, fifth civilization that we're on, that we know about. Mm -hmm. The other ones have ascended to great uh, technology and powers and suddenly left this planet, whether they blew themselves up or whatever happened. Some kind of ascension, right? right? Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I really think that we're riding the wave right now, and that's why a lot of people are, are all of a sudden having experiences that they don't understand because the veil is thinning, if you will. Mm -hmm. the, the connection, the, the, the... It no longer can be a secret, I don't think. 
And I think they're trying really hard to put the lid on it. They're yeah. really trying hard. Here's the TikTok I saw earlier. He's a library planet. So oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Secret, massive secret space program. Yeah, sure. Library planet. So I haven't gotten into Gaia, but uh, like an amount of data that is beyond your brain or my brain to even comprehend, like how much data that is. So let's just say that the value like of that information Earth is just a school is beyond price and we're all here and to like so learn something about ourselves or issues that understand no, that there's him, a potential he, he was for them to get access I, I don't know who he is I might whether friendly or hostile in order to gain access to that so certain species may have decided it's best for them to be friendly with us to try and get a library card where there might be other species that would rather just steal books from the library. There you go. Earth is a library planet. So yeah, I think that's cool. So that guy you're speaking of, right? Yeah. I forget his name, but the thing is, he speaks about having been in the secret space program, which um, sounds really far out. But it, the the idea is that you get recruited at a, a you know fairly young age, teenage, early twenties, mm -hmm. and you you get mandatorily put into the secret space program. You're out in the universe, you know, in a, in, a, in an army fighting and doing all these things across, right? What? <laughs> right, it's called 20 and back, right? So they do 20 years, and then what they do is <coughs> their bodies tore up from the floor up, so they, according to him, not, I'm not saying this is true, uh, but I've heard it from more than him, mm. uh, that then they, 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 they take you to, I think you say take you to the moon, right, where they have a base, and then they take your consciousness out and they drop you into a new body that's that's similar to the way you were when you started the program. Mm -hmm. So it's still you, you get a new body, right? And they wipe your memory so you don't remember. But I had a guy come in my office right right around the time, or well, soon after I met you, mm -hmm. right? That um, he came in for a reading and there, I never even got the cards out. And he, uh, he started going off and all about these memories that were coming back, right? He's like 65. He described exactly what that guy was talking about. And so I said, so you were part of the secret space program. He looks at me and goes, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, like the realization, like, whoa. Like. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, so that validation is really interesting when you read about stuff and then somebody walks in your office with the same symptoms, if you will, mm -hmm. Mike. So either they're 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 programming people to have the same memories, uh -huh. or this is a real thing. <laughs> I have, it has to be real. I like to think it's real because it's more fun to think that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, he's pretty legitimate when he talks. So I mean, he has he's like he's not like know. faulting on answers. He's like right on top of it. He's, but anyway, so it, it is it is cool to learn as much as you can about what's going on. So. When you have somebody come in, they don't feel like they're stupid or, or, or crazy. You're like, well, I've heard all that before, so welcome to the world. Yeah. <laughs> because people aren't presented with the uh, perception that they aren't crazy for that. It's like, you, I don't know. Because there's so much stigma about everything in this world, I think. Um, but for our, I, I do want, uh, the next time we meet, uh, to, for our uh, uh, for us to get into a, a session, because I want to learn more about myself and have my subconscious kind of help me understand a couple more things about that. Um, yeah, how long does that take? 
Oh, hypnosis? Yes. Uh, usually around four hours. Okay. Yeah, but it, it would be a little less for somebody I know a lot about already. Um, no. But so it, it's usually a process of spending an hour to two hours really learning about the person, start from zero to now, everything in between, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, uncles, right, experiences, uh, getting that comfort zone, getting that trust that all that established, uh, going over the questions, making sure you understand them, that they want to ask, and then it's, the process is, um, uh, starts with a uh, small script that they have, which you could use a lot of different ones, but I use the one that I'm publicly stating that I use. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. So I, so I read it. Uh, then it jumps into past life regression. So usually two to three of those, depending on where I'm looking for cues to know when I can jump off and ask to speak to the subconscious, right? Looking for realm, looking for the way you breathe, those kind of things, right? And then, um, then I connect with your subconscious and I ask the questions and as your proxy, you know, so Zeke would like to know, but, you know, I'm asking mm -hmm. through, you're the conduit now, I'm asking through you to the source or whomever we're talking to. These you come in in groups, they say we, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so then they answer back about you, mm -hmm. not. So are we, are consciousness, are we our subconsciousness, ego, what? different parts of ourselves make us us because by well, that saying it's like almost me and my subconscious are two entities so your your mind is kind of I mean there's depending on what book you read I mean there's there's so many levels of consciousness it's not even funny if you talk to an anesthesiologist mm -hmm. he'll tell you there's like 23 or something right there's a lot right because well, he, he's they're trying to put you in a very specific okay state uh, but Basically speaking, you got your conscious mind, which we talked about, your subconscious mind. And then the ego plays the role, it gets a bad rap. It's supposed to protect you. It does. And so I met my ego. It's a really wild story. But I met my ego and it basically told me that, that um, it's not what everybody makes it out to be. So you got the conscious mind that, that can get yourself in big trouble. Your subconscious mind is running programs. And so we're the the ego's the the balance between the two mm -hmm. to make sure you're not going way off left field or you're not staying in old pattern. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that balance. It's the conduit, the gateway between the two. Okay. Right? Is this something we do? I want to talk to my ego. That's I've done, what I I've do. done that before. Yeah. When I've asked to talk to the subconscious, and sometimes I get a no, or I get nothing. I'm like, well, who am I talking to? Can I talk to the ego? And uh, sometimes, I, probably about 10 times I've gotten a yes. And you know, the funny thing is, I get the same result. Huh. <laughs> what is it? No, I, mean, I, get, I get my answers, I get the answers, oh. questions answered. Mm. You know, sometimes the ego will come across and go, yep. I mean, it'll talk about itself and how, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I did that one time, actually. Not, um... I think, I don't know, it's called Active Man Imagination, you know, Carl Jung, yeah. he, uh, he talked about it, um, I can go over it right now, um, but basically it's just inviting inviting this unconscious and having a dialogue with it. Exactly. And so this is all that, and it basically just told me like, 
Well, you I'm can. I'm proud of you. You can. You can do. Um, you can do your own hypnosis in a way. The problem is. I wasn't hypnotized by this though. No, I'm saying, but sometimes it's best to record it if you're trying to do those deep states because you may not remember even what you're, you're saying. Every time I um, kind of get into a deep meditation, I almost don't remember it. I almost like fall asleep. That's sleep. my point. So, yeah. so if you're if you're speaking it out loud, right? Like Edgar Casey, when I was telling you about, you have to go look. It's a it's a long story, but he was he was the guy that um, um, could self hypnotize himself. Mm. Um, he wasn't trained. It just happens, right? And so the thing that was interesting but it's like doing me doing hypnosis for somebody yeah. that state right but he would go even deeper almost to near death right I mean but he would get the, the, the most profound information from people mm-hmm. you know they had a sickness he'd come back and they would tell him well take this specific tea or this drug or whatever he would I mean he was amazingly accurate but um, he didn't remember any of it. he was completely he had to have people write it down when they didn't have recording uh-huh. then when recorders came out they could record it but he didn't remember any of it because it's not his conscious no subconscious right so he was only the vessel that's why i say if you're going to try to look at self-hypnosis you just remember you might have to like you said a, a sitter somebody i can record might be what's happening or ask questions while you're there <laughs> whoa Did, can that come into like almost possession what type uh, of deal? What is that? Well, possession by definition is another entity taking over your body, yeah. your mind. Um, personally, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in. Because um, you're a medium, right? Well, I'm a medium, yes, but I don't, I, I don't believe in curses. I think everything that resembles that it really just comes within you somewhere. Yeah. You are creating that, you know, or. Somewhere in here, you're making it. You're you're facilitating that. So, like when the guy outside talked about, you know, um, exorcisms, I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't say anything, but yeah. Point being, I I've never I've seen clients that resemble the classic definition of possession, but when it really boiled down to it, you forgot to take your medications. You're really schizophrenic. Okay, got it, right? And so. I don't know if I can answer that objectively because I don't necessarily believe in it. Even with all my experiences, mm-hmm. I've not really tre- seen a true demon. Yeah. Um, in all my work, I mean, I've even talked to Lucifer before on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly him talking to me, but it's just like any other angel. He's a fallen angel. Good Lord, come on, right? <laughs> yeah, he's not Satan or the devil. He's Lucifer. Correct. There, there's different and entities. He's, he has a job. He has a role in this domain. Is this is his domain, yeah. right? And so his job is, is different than God's. You know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> right? So uh, It has to be because there's there's always that. There's a Hades and then there's a... I can't even remember. What, uh, what's that other guy? A Zeus. There's a Hades yeah. and then there's a Zeus and then there's Poseidon. Like, you know, oh, there's always that. There's always got to be good and bad, like you talked about, duality. There's got to be both. Because without bad you wouldn't know what good was yeah, without ugly you wouldn't know what pretty was right yeah they always define each other right um the problem is always within the, the solution and the problem are never separate from each other they're one and the same mm-hmm. if you're looking for a solution it's within the problem if you're looking for a problem 
this was in solutions. Ah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reading these things to talk, grab off of. Uh, financial security is not happiness. No. Yeah. But really... Uh, it buys comfort. It, it buys choices. Mm. That's a good way to put it. It's, it buys more choices. It buys right. freedom. You get to choose your pain instead of the pain choosing you. And it also makes you more of who you are. If you if you become wealthy, it doesn't change you. It just accentuates who you are. If you're an asshole, sorry. If you're a butthead, it will make you a bigger butthead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Right? It just gives you more privileges and allows you to do more. And, you know, better vacations, better, better things yeah. in life. But it doesn't... It's not everything. No, no, but, but that's also a poor man's uh, definition. Mm. It's not everything. But to a rich man, it is everything. Uh, right? Yeah. I, I put this down the other day. I, I, was, I said uh, people without money, um, the only thing people without money can't afford is to worry about and stress about money. Well, here's the thing. If you don't have money, you worry about not having money. If you have a lot of money, you worry about people taking it away. Mm. So there's always problems. There's always some kind of dynamic. It's, yeah. Right? Yeah, more money, more problems. Uh, right, they're, they're problems. It's just you have more choices. Okay. It really is what it comes down to, in my opinion. I think so. Um, most people don't know how to... Most people don't know what they want. That is the number one problem with every client I have. It comes in, it's like, I start with that. It's like, so what do you do? Well, what would you want to do? Well, what, do you have a dream? Do you have a goal? Okay, well, there's, there's where we're going to start. Yeah. Right? I don't care if it's a simple thing. If, you, if your dream is to have five dogs and that's the only thing you have, that's your goal in life, then let's get five dogs. I mean, what would stop in you? Right? Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> and then you can ask yourself, okay, well... I have this now. What what do I really actually want? Well, I think that's a lifetime objective, though, because you know, you're obviously much younger than me. But you yeah. know, I'm 62, and I still don't know entirely what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I, I mean, I do what I love. Mm -hmm. You know, even my civilian jobs, my my regular jobs, I love do what I do. But I mean, there's other things I still want, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what keeps me from getting all those? Who knows, right? I mean. The, the dreams are still out there. The goals are still out there. I know where we're trying to go. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't think we ever reach our potential. I think it just keeps... Once we reach the ceiling, okay, it's breaking open. You Next level. The moment you think you have it all, you might as well go home. <laughs> the moment you, you get comfortable, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. Like 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 the, the idea of my motorcycle. Like, the moment I get comfortable on a motorcycle is the day I die. I need yeah. to respect that thing. Yeah, right? it's same thing with life, right? Okay, I think that might be a good way, a good uh, analogy. Yeah, let's find out who you are. High purpose. I don't know. Um, have you heard of the book or read it? Uh, read the book. Uh, it works. <laughs> it's a really short uh, book. It's less than like fifty pages. It basically just says, if you know what you want, if you think about it enough, it'll and you see it, if you imagine it, it'll come true. 
Yeah, vision boards, every manifestation, everything. Like, you just have to. You have to keep it in front of you. Yeah, you have to have the vision. You have to have the vision. Right. Um, so uh, I think the Bible even says that those without vision will perish. Oh, I haven't heard that quote. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. Right. <laughs> the Bible's full of great little one-liners. Yeah, it is. That's why I like to keep it. I'm just like, let me see like what it has, because you can open your no, book to anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, yeah, with uh, manifestation and stuff, it's just visualizing and law of assumption, assuming that it's going to happen. Yeah, sort of like when you order something off Amazon. You, have, you don't doubt that it's going to come. You know it's coming. You yeah, order you put it. The order in. Right. You don't order it 500 times because you think it's not coming. You're mm -hmm. going to get 500 of them eventually. But that's the kind of belief that you got to have. It, it sounds easy, but it's not. Yeah. That's the kind of belief when you put your order in, you know it's coming. Yeah. You know you may not have. You may not know exactly when it's coming, but you know it's coming. <laughs> and you can return the order if it's if your food, your plate comes out how you don't want it. You can send it back. Right. And it's like people, people don't know how to. Ex not accept and accept things, I think. Like, we accept the things we don't want, but we don't accept the things we don't want. Correct. Or, or, or whatever. How do I know what you're saying. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. The words are so limited, too, sometimes. What, in that same Through expression. Notion, in that same, yes. I will come back to that, but in, 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 in essence, also, to receive, mm -hmm. you need to be as good of a giver as you are a receiver. There has to be balance. Mm -hmm. You can't completely just receive. The scales can't be unmatched right. it the best way to receive is to learn to give right mm -hmm. people say well I don't have anything to give well you can give something you give you time you can give you can go buy time, you know visit an old uh, an old couple that's locked up in their house because again oh, well, you know there's a lot of things you can do mm -hmm. and that you don't have to have a bunch of money to give no I think the worst thing to do is um, For someone to end up getting a bunch of money, and like because they don't know what to do with it, it well, that like, ruins your life. How many stories have you heard about lottery winners that it ruined their life? They said, "I would never want that much money all at once ever again." Yeah, because they end up being way way poorer than they were when they. It's a lot of energy mm -hmm. that comes with it too. It's like it's a big responsibility. It is. I mean, I've never had a ton of money, you know, um, but it's not super important to me either. I, I need enough to keep things going, but, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, but you, what was that thing you were saying before I interrupted you? Um, words are very limiting. Uh, there's other ways of expression that uh, can convey way more. So if you look at, if you listen to Joe Dispenza, mm -hmm. he will tell you something that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you attach an emotion to an intention, it will manifest, I don't know exactly how it quotes it, but it will manifest way quicker and more, you know, way quicker, right? Because emotions are what drives human beings. Mm -hmm. and, and if you, if you can, if you can put an intention out there and like, I think Eric Thomas, one of those, you know, says something like, if your dream doesn't make you cry, your dream is not big enough. Right. Yeah. If you're if you aren't scared of your dreams, then they aren't big enough. Right. If you tell somebody your dream and they think, well, that, that's possible, then you're not big enough. Right? Yeah. But point being, attaching emotions to your beliefs and your intentions is the real secret. 
I, I believe it's that heart mind connection of mm-hmm. of okay what uh what do I want what do I need are they combined the right, yeah, yeah. The right, right yeah I have here uh, boredom is a simulation uh, is a stimulation seeking an emotion state emotional state pay the most attention to when you are bored it gives you ideas interesting um, well boredom for people in the world today seems like non-productivity mm-hmm. because we feel like we always have to be doing something I'm guilty too right I feel like I need to be busy all the time people look at you weird when you don't have a job exactly and but the thing is in the silence in the stillness is where you find yourself so being bored can be a very good benefit I think that's where you're going with this yeah I, I, I think because when we're bored it's like okay how can I have fun what can I go do? Like what, you know? It, it, it's your creative point is what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. I think that. I it's think like so. hitting rock bottom. Where I got nowhere to go but up. Mm. <laughs> so let's see. Where's up? Uh, I think that's today. Uh, I don't know. We, I think it's having points is also limiting because it's easier when it's just flowing. Uh, I think we kind of hit a lot of a lot of areas. Yeah, you know, and, two hours. Yeah, and so the, 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 I think the real secret to all of this is really just really trusting in your connection and what you get and, and just allowing things to flow. Mm-hmm. If you're running into doors and you're running into roadblocks all the time, you might want to reassess where you're going, right? It could be you getting in your way, but doing an assessment is really important going, is this me blocking or is this just really not meant for me? Because right? too many people keep knocking on the same damn door. We wonder why every time they go through it, it's the same thing. Well, maybe you keep knocking on the same damn door. <laughs> right? It's like uh, too many people are uh, putting the same things together and expecting a completely different outcome. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Einstein, was it not? Uh, was it Einstein's um, definition of madness? I think. Insanity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I forget who, but yeah. I think it was Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. But Einstein also says something really interesting is your imagination is to preview to life's coming attractions. And I just love that one. Let's, let's end it on that. I like that. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Thanks, guys.